Hello and welcome back to In Defense of a Movie Podcast. It's time for some jury duty. Jury duty. Here. Insert air horn. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So at the time of recording this, it's Tuesday, March 24th, 2020. Yeah. Day 1000 into a quarantine. (laughs) It feels that way, doesn't it? It's only yeah. been a couple of weeks, but holy smokes, this is this is challenging, man. This is going to be tough in the long run here, for sure. Yeah, I felt up a doorknob the other day. Felt up? Like, intentionally? Like, hey, uh, how you I doing? I don't know. I'll leave that to your imagination. You know what's something I never thought that I'd have to Google search in my entire life, Aaron? What's that? How to get a haircut during a pandemic. Hmm, I was just thinking that the other day. Man, it's the little things that make this real and strange. Yeah. Holy I just wonder if when this is all over, everyone's just going to come out of their house with just the most heinous looking hair. (laughs) We're all going to look like Thor in uh, Avengers Endgame. Yeah. (laughs) Just like out of shape, long hair. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I'm just going to Mad Max my hair and spike it all up into one (laughs) giant spike. One giant spike. Yeah, just one big one. Or you did the Jason Momoa the other, like, I think last year. That was a pretty good look. You could just do that again. I I mean, like, a poor man's Jason Momoa, (laughs) but I I try. (laughs) Like like an out of shape, uh, far less sexy Jason Momoa. (laughs) So, a special hello to all of our listeners around the world uh, as yeah. we go through this uh, this very strange period of time together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, again, if you or anyone you know is affected by this virus, yeah, just you're in our hearts and uh, we're, we're we're pulling for you. And uh, yeah, we thought we would update you guys on the upcoming slate of uh, episodes and also talk about some new uh, some new stuff that we watched. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Aaron. Um, this being sequel season, we got a couple things planned out here. Mm-hmm. What are we going to tackle next? Uh, so the first movie are, we are going to do is going to be Predator, and that's the newest one. The Predator, yeah. Yeah, and so some of you out there may be saying, I think that's a reboot and not a sequel, but they do reference the older movies in the movie, so... Yeah, this is kind of like the Force Awakens of the of Predator movies. It does that. It's yeah. like a sequel boot or soft reboot, whatever the term is. Yeah, but it's sitting at thirty two percent on the tomato meter, thirty three percent audience score, and we've both seen it, and we're both fans of that universe. Mm-hmm. So and I think you it's... can't stop us <laughs> from reviewing it. It's a pretty good way to kick off sequel season, I think. Hmm. Yeah, As we, definitely. We soft reboot the podcast with a soft reboot. <laughs> I'm gonna soft reboot you, Dan. <laughs> and then I, a- after the Predator, we're following that up with probably the most natural follow-up you can think of, which is oh, uh, Aliens Three. Woo! The uh, the subversive third act of the Alien franchise, mm-hmm. Alien Three. And Aaron, I'm excited about that because. That is the movie that um, where this all started. After watching that, I thought, you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff about this I like. And th- that that movie is literally where the idea for this podcast came from. So I'm pretty stoked to tackle it finally after yeah. all, all these years. 
I'm really torn. I don't know if I'm going to do the whole marathon and start with one, two, and three, mm-hmm. um, or if I'm just going to jump into three. I don't I don't know yet. Yeah, I've been thinking about it. I feel like the, 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 the trilogy, like the first three are so blazed into my head at this point that I'm pretty sure yeah. I don't need to watch it, but... Um, yeah, if our viewers, if you want to get, or if our listeners rather, you want to get up to speed on all this, we just wanted to give you plenty of time because it is sequels and there's three movies attached to that mm. one. And with the predator, there's a few pure permutations there. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're both huge fans of this, of this, uh, world, Aaron. Um, at one point in time, I think I owned the alien versus predator comics and there's all sorts of, I mean, if you count the AVP movies and there's a lot going on there. So mm-hmm. Um, it should be exciting to revisit uh, that that yeah. universe again. Yeah, I can't wait to see uh, Ripley kick ass. That's what it's all about. Women kicking ass. Speaking of women kicking ass, Aaron. Tell me. Um, what did your wife do to you? <laughs> <laughs> His isolation's wah, wah. really taking its toll. <laughs> I want to talk about The Invisible Man. I'm scared. You don't have to be scared of him anymore. He was a sociopath, completely in control of everything. He said that wherever I went, he would find me, walk right up to me, and I wouldn't be able to see him. Someone sitting in that chair. The reason I want to talk about it is um, it has come to digital quite early, which is awesome because I didn't get to see Mm. it because of the outbreak. And um, Aaron, I got to say, man, this was a terrific film. Uh, it's yeah. sitting on the tomato meter at 91%. The audience score is 88%. It was directed by Leigh Whannell. I hope I'm saying that right. Maybe it's Leigh Whannell. Um, he's the... I, I believe he's the director or the writer of Upgrade and one of the Insidious films and one of the Saw films. And uh, so he's got a bit of a pedigree in this, in like the horror genre. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, of course, a universal film, but um, Bloomhouse is kind of behind it. I'm not exactly sure how that works, but uh, Bloomhouse always incredibly hit and miss. But Aaron, I'm telling you, um, this movie blew me away. And it's funny because if if I had decided based on the trailer alone, I wouldn't have probably watched this film. Um, yeah, the tra- like I did see the trailers for this movie and they looked very underwhelming. Yeah, and it also gives away um, a lot of the meat of the action of the movie. Um, Mm. But what's crazy is watching it, there is so much to like about this film. Um, From the very first scene, you know that you're dealing with a filmmaker that cares. Like, the Mm. cinematography is so precise and so terrific, and... The, the shot selection, like somehow they made the concept of the invisible man scary again, which is okay. so impressive because I've never been a fan of the invisible man, like storyline. Mm-hmm. I've never really cared too much about it. Like as far as universal classic pedigree monster flicks go, um, yeah, invisible man was definitely like lowest on the totem pole for me. But honestly, man, this movie is so tense and has some really, really cool, like, visual storytelling. Like, you know, I talked about the whole idea of, like, don't don't tell me, show me, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This movie is just, uh, it's a masterclass in cinematography and visual storytelling. And, like, letting the shots tell a lot of the story and a lot of the character development. And, you know, right down to, like, learning what people's professions are just by, like, say, 
the the props in the scene, like things like that, where where the movie is is um, just giving you more credit as an audience and stuff like that. So um, mm. yeah, man, it stars Elizabeth Ma, Elizabeth Moss. It's <laughs> a hard time saying. I always get a lisp. Um, uh, this actor named Aldous Hodge, who is an incredible supporting actor as a character named James, um, Harriet mm. Dreyer, Oliver Jackson Cohen, and Storm Reed. Honestly, the whole cast of this film just crushes it. Uh, the music is amazing, and um, yeah, it 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 takes it takes a couple twistaroos that uh, I didn't oh, see coming. Twistaroos are my favorite. Couple of twisty twists. One of them was very telegraphed, and the other just came right out of left field. And I'm telling you, oh, cool! This movie is worth a watch. Um, the streaming price was twenty bucks. I think what they're doing is, um, well, that's on Google Play Movies. I think the concept is to price the newer. They're calling them like home premieres, Aaron. And I mm-hmm. think the, pr- the idea is to like do more of a ticket like a cinema movie theater style ticket price for mm-hmm. the new films and then kind of knock it down after that yeah that i found that very interesting um and i'd like to hear your thoughts on this because do you do you agree with what they're doing right now obviously we all can't go to the theater and watch a movie together so we have these home premieres and yeah so they charge a little bit more money but I guess, you know, if you and your wife are going, you're both spending what? Uh, between, like, depending on whether it's uh, in the premium theaters, like the AVX theaters, yeah, you could be paying anywhere from, what, $13 to $18, right? So yeah. to have, like a, a, like, a home premiere in your own house for $20, that doesn't sound too bad to me. Oh, man, it's not too bad at all. I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before, but one time my wife and I were at the theater, and... There was a guy two rows down from us uh, <laughs> going through Expedia on his iPad in the middle of the film. He was like mm. booking a trip for himself. Like yeah. just so <laughs> the the idea that you can control your environment a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Like for me, nothing will ever replace going to the cinema and the smells and the sights and the you know just the whole vibe of it. But there is something to be said about being able to control the environment. You know, you can have whatever snacks and beverages you want. You can have the volume up or down. You can pause it to take bathroom breaks. You can control the temperature. Even that, you know, like it's it's all the little details. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's tough because you don't want to. There's something about seeing something on the big screen that's irreplaceable um yeah you know what aaron actually i was i was uh, i read this thing in the internet it was this article about how because of the social distancing we all have to do right now that drive-in mm-hmm. theaters could actually make a huge uh mm. resurgence right now because it's like the perfect social distancing <laughs> like yeah. large format experience and, you know, with today's, uh, like, technology, I feel like it would be so simple. Like, you'd probably just have to get some sort of app on your phone, and yeah. then you could Bluetooth it to your car, and it would play through your speakers. Right? Yeah. Easy peasy. I, I, I really hope that they, they do figure something out. Um, I'm also curious to know what's going to happen in the sense of, like, making movies because, uh, obviously, all these movies are now on, on hold, like Batman mm-hmm. and all, like, all the movies that were in, like, pre-production, or not pre-production, but filming currently, like, are all. So I'm wondering if we are even going to get any new movies. Well, what do you think of the home premieres? Are you yay or nay? I am, I'm a bit mixed, uh, mixed feelings about it. Like, 
I think right now what they're doing is they're making the best of, of the situation. Yeah. And I completely agree with that. And I think at first I was like, do I want to be one of those people that just waits until this movie is cheap? Um, mm. But I think I'd like to actually support support these movies while I can, you know, like it's a, the industry, everything is hurting right now. And so if, if, if you can support it and then it might mean that like further down the road here, they might do more of this stuff. So depending on like who you are, um, you know, like it could be a real great thing. Like you said, there is nothing that beats the experience of uh, being in a theater Mm -hmm. and then for myself, being like a single guy, I tend to always go to premiere movies. Yeah. And whenever you go to the like the Thursday night premiere movies here in like Canada, um, there's just something about the fan that's the, like the fans that are there on that day. Like they're all hardcore. They're all excited. Um, no one has their phone out. No one is, is like has their baby out. Like. Um, <laughs> And yeah, and so so you you just sit and like those premiere those premiere nights are the best to me because you're just fitting you're just sitting in a room full of fans. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to like say that you don't get to go to the premieres um, or like opening nights and stuff, um, then I would way rather watch a movie in my house because mm-hmm. I find that you get a little bit of the weirdos whenever it's like it's not those ones, uh, yeah. not the premieres, not the opening nights. Yeah, I agree. And up here in Canada, we don't have like really strict rules like say a place like the Alamo Draft House or something like that where you can be like banned for being on your phone or kicked out for being on your phone. It's basically mm-hmm. the Wild West up here. Like people do any number of things in the theater up here and you kind of just have to deal with it. Like yeah. if, if you're going out to watch a movie, you have to put your head in a certain space where you're accepting mm-hmm. of whatever kind of, you know, social... Um, faux pas or whatever might happen around you because they will yeah. happen, you know, and, and it's it's just the way it is. I remember when uh, I went and saw The Quiet Place and there was a couple in a row behind us that talked the entire film, the entire mm-hmm. film, and it totally ruined the tension for me mm-hmm. in that film. And it's just, it's stuff like that where, you know, on a case-by-case basis, like a film like The Quiet, a Quiet Place would benefit greatly from home experience um, mm-hmm. But I would rather see, say, like uh, a Marvel film or a DC film. I'd rather see that up on the biggest screen yeah. possible, you know. Yeah, I remember going to see uh, dinner dinner with schmucks. Yeah, and that's a good film. There was there's some guy that was sitting in front of me, and he was just absolutely losing it, laughing at that movie, and it just it made the experience actually better. So I'm kind of going to, I'm kind of going to miss that a little bit, but I'm sure, I'm sure in a few months we'll all be back in the theater. Yeah, I hope so. Do you think, Aaron, do you think uh, theaters are going to survive this? I think so. Um, There's just something that's iconic about theaters and going to the theaters and watching it and premieres and movies. And uh, if Hollywood has its way, it's like a big money making thing, so there's no way that they're gonna get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I could see that maybe theaters in your area would go down from like four or five to maybe one or two mm. kind of thing if this gets more popular. Um, but I definitely think that there there will always be theaters. 
Yeah, I feel bad for like the、uh, the independent cinemas. There's one here,、uh, a really good one called、uh, the Rio,、um, and they just went just literally like a year ago went through this campaign of trying to save it from being like bought out and turned into a condo complex or something. And now that、yeah. it's finally been saved, then this goes and happens, and it's like, well, shoot, now is the Rio gonna, you know, in places like that, are they gonna be able to weather this storm? You know, when the bills、mm-hmm. the bills keep coming, but the business stops, you know, we're gonna have to save these places all over again. <laughs> you know, it's yeah.、Uh, It's a it's a bummer because I love、uh, I love I love、uh, independent、uh, houses as much as I like、uh, you know the latest greatest、yeah. THX whatever Dolby you know <laughs> I like、mm-hmm. I like both for different reasons you know so yeah yeah man I was thinking about this home premiere thing、um, <laughs> how Vin Diesel can't catch a break man every、no. time he tries to launch a new franchise something terrible happens <laughs> yeah <laughs> the poor guy you know. Um, oh my goodness! I'm just thinking about the the history of his different films and Bloodshot, which is premier doing the same home premiere thing, which is kind of next on the radar here.、Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that was supposed to be like、uh, the launch of a new gig for him, and、mm-hmm. sure enough, it gets slammed by reviewers, which is fine. I mean, that's that's what they do to Vin Diesel action movies, but then, yeah, man, it goes right to this home premiere thing, and now we're all like, well. Let's、uh, let's support Vin Diesel. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, I I for sure I'm gonna get the movie to support him. Yeah, I just feel so bad for him. Like he's such a he's such a good dude in and around Hollywood, and、uh, yeah, for some reason when it comes to franchises,、um, anything outside of Fast and Furious is just having a really hard time for him. Yeah, and it looks like we'll be reviewing that movie. It does, hey, which sucks because I mean it was. Well, I mean it's good, but it sucks. Like it was supposed to be, you know, Bloodshot was gonna do well, and then he was gonna pen another Riddick movie, and then he's、mm-hmm. been talking about another Last Witch Hunter film based off of some popularity on that film. So it was like, okay, here we go, and now Bloodshot got kind of obliterated by this by this virus. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> I mean,、yeah. despite the quality of the film, that just sucks. Hmm. Ah,、uh, we. What can you do? At least, at least we can try and support him, and hopefully they'll do a little bit better in this,、uh, in this、uh, straight to streaming,、uh, home box office. Is that what you called it? Um, home premiere, home box office, home premiere. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There we go. Well, Aaron, there's another、uh, film that I wanted to quickly touch on and 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 shed a little light on. Um.、Mm-hmm. It's very different from The Invisible Man. It's uh, it's a Disney Plus original called. Uh, Timmy failure, mistakes were made. Do you know why you're here, Timmy? Mistakes were made. Just so you know, whatever you share with me in this room stays in this room. This is a safe space. So no bugs. Bugs. Listening devices. Oh no. Greetings, fellow humans. What you are about to see is a historical record of my life as a detective. I live in the shadow of this water tower in Portland, Oregon, a place where things get strange. I am the CEO of my own detective agency. He's so fascinating. I could show you around the precinct sometime. I don't collaborate with law enforcement. How come? I have a partner. Oh, that's cool. Who's that? His name is Total. He's a fifteen hundred pound polar bear. Whoa! Are you serious?、Uh, I watched this on a whim, just based on the cover art one day.、Um, uh, it's about this eleven-year-old boy who believes he's the best detective in town, and he runs an agency called Total Failures with his best friend, a polar bear. <laughs> okay. And it's it's shot 
in Portland, and it's it's honestly the most Portland movie I've ever seen. Like, it's a very unique movie. the The lead kid Winslow Figley, I think is his name, is awesome. Uh, Craig Robinson and Wallace Shawn are in the supporting cast. Um, his mom Ophelia Lovabond uh, is mm-hmm. great in it as well, and um, it's honestly probably the be- one of the best new like family films I've seen in a long time. I I think this and that uh, kid who would be king I think that came out last year are like two of the better family films I've probably seen in my adult life. Like it was really well done, tons of heart, um, a good message behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was super cute and adorable and obviously super portland so if you're a fan of the city um it's Mm. just you you recognize all the spots and you they really do a good job of capturing what it feels like there which is kind of unexpected for like a disney plus film but like Mm. it's inherently portland aaron and uh definitely Mm. worth a watch that actually makes me want to watch it a lot more when you started talking about it i was like no not for me (laughs) <laughs> and then you said, well, actually, when you said 1,200-pound polar bear, I was like, okay. Yeah. And then you said Portland, and I was like, all right, I'll give this a chance. And then you said Craig Robinson, and I was like, oh, I'm in. <laughs> Honestly, I'm telling you, this is a sleeper, man. Don't sleep on this one. Like, um, mm. y- y- this beautifully rendered CGI polar bear stomping yeah. around uh, Portland. I-, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> it's just terrific. Yeah. Um, it really took me by surprise. I had zero expectations for it and ended up just being captivated by it. It was so fun. And uh, yeah, man. So obviously two very different picks. But Aaron, uh, what do you got, man? What would you recommend? Um, so the, well, it wasn't the other day. It was probably like a couple of months ago, uh, you know, back in the day when we could go to the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, saw the gentleman. I want you to play a game with me, Ray. Love to. How about... Global Thermonuclear War. The Guy Ritchie movie with Matthew McConaughey and Charlie Hunnam. Oh, there's so many famous people in it. Hugh Grant, uh, Colin Farrell. Like, all all these guys were in it. Um, It was very British, Mm -hmm. let me tell you that. And it was overall, like, a really really good movie. It was kind of one of those... How do I explain it? Those kind of, like... I'm telling the story in the be like in the beginning, and then it kind of all unfolds as I tell the story, as like the kind the movie goes. Oh yeah, uh, I see. yeah, yeah. And so, um, if any of you pot smokers out there want to watch a movie that has to do with pot and cars and British people and gangs and stuff, then this movie is for you. Um, it's got it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it was. I. I feel like it. Uh, it was probably on the more clever side of the Guy Ritchie movies. Yeah. Hey. Um. Yeah. I watched that. Was it the Man from Uncle the other day? Oh yeah. How and, was that? I haven't watched uh, that yet. I. I like completely forgot about it. And they re- They like reference uh, that movie, and they don't reference. They like. There's like a poster in the movie. Anyways. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I should watch that. And I. I'm not gonna lie. I fell asleep during that movie. And so <laughs> this one the the uh yeah it was a lot it was a lot better than the the man from uncle so i i give it two thumbs up i mm. highly suggest it when it comes to streaming if it's not already there you guys should definitely check it out yeah geez it actually might already be there it's yeah. this home premiere thing man you know what i do admire like there's two ways of looking at this is one 
um, these studios are desperately trying to recoup some money from mm-hmm. this terrible situation. Um, so the home premieres thing makes a lot of sense for them. But two, um, as people who are holed up in their in their various uh, houses and apartments and condos and stuff, you know, trying to kind of pass the time and keep their chins up, and you know, it's it's really awesome to be able to spend a couple hours in a film and kind of take your mind off the the craziness and the hysteria of everything and. Mm-hmm. Um, for that, I'm super grateful that they're, that they're rushing this stuff onto digital, like onwards already out on digital to, to buy and like, yeah. uh, and that's brand new. I mean, you know, and that, that barely had a week to perform before everything kind of hit the fan. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, man, I mean, I get it. The studios are struggling to, to deal with the situation, but, um, there's some creativity and there's also some experimentation I think happening and, uh, it's yeah. going to be pretty cool, man, to see where all of this goes. Yeah, as uh, I think it was uh, Albert Einstein that once said, <laughs> "What a time to be alive." <laughs> uh, yeah, I I vaguely remember him saying that. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, the way back's already on digital. Doolittle's out. Uh, Emma's out. Just Mercy. Yeah, man, they they fast tracked lots of stuff to digital already. Mm-hmm. The Hunt's already on there. Um, that's also yeah. on my radar. Um. Oh, Aaron, sorry, not to put you on the spot, but we never talked about cats, man. <laughs> I need to know. Yeah. Aaron, I need you to publicly <laughs> publicly address yeah. cats because I haven't seen it yet. Um, I'm kind of waiting for the butthole cut to land. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you and me both, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, what did you think of that film? Um... Cats was like I don't even know how to describe it. It's like I wish you... I screenshotted the text you sent me when you were uh, on your way out. It was so funny. <laughs> oh, I don't even I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> um, it was like you were just in a feverish dream yeah. watching it. <laughs> yeah, like that's the only way to describe it. I rem- it, the movie is not very long. I think it's only like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was in there for maybe three <laughs> hours, and uh, and the way and the way like if you've never seen any of the Cats musical and you go and and you sit in this movie and you start watching it, yeah. um, it's like it just kind of throws you into it, and so you're not really sure like what cat is what and who is who and why they're doing what they're doing, and you kind of have to put it together as the movie goes on but the difference between this movie and the musical is i think the musical does a little better job of like tying tying it together and like explaining things this movie you're just like i don't know if you ever put it together you're thrown to the cast <laughs> yeah and so literally <laughs> and you're and so you're just kind of like what like <laughs> what's going on like oh well, this song's kind of good like, oh. <laughs> oh look at that cat oh am i supposed to be aroused right now oh <laughs> i don't know and then yeah and then you're just and then it's like feels like three hours has passed and the movie's over and you got a invaluable life experience. It sounds like a psychedelic trip or something. The way you're <laughs> describing it, <laughs> honestly, it's it is like you'll, oh my gosh, this is one of those movies where if you can tolerate 
like bad movies, and which I assume most of our listeners can do that. Yeah, uh, this movie is for you. Like, don't don't go in expecting that you're gonna be like, wow, the music was amazing, or wow, like the <laughs> CGI was awesome. But like, you're go- you will have fun watching it. But you just have to know that it's like very, very, it's very much a feverish dream watching it. Awesome. What would you give it? How many, uh, if you had to rate it on a scale of, uh, uh, they, I would give it, uh, three bags of catnip out of, (laughs) uh, seven bags of catnip. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Three out of I'll give it. I'll give it uh, six <laughs> paws out of six paws. Oh wow, that's a lot of paws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it seven wagging cattails out of seven <laughs> wagging cattails. Man, it's a. It's... I'll give it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I don't have <laughs> It's a crazy time, man, to be a movie fan in social isolation. That's for sure. There's a lot of weird mixed bag content to watch. Aaron, I was thinking about this series of events. Check this out. So first we had Sonic, which was like the first time in history where like the pushback for a CGI character was so strong that they mm-hmm. delayed production in order to fix it or revise yeah. it rather, however you want to look at it. Then you had Harley Quinn hit theaters where the name of the movie was changed during its box office run because it was deemed too confusing or didn't exactly catch on with people. Um, Mm -hmm. Then you had Cats where the special effects were actually updated like a week into its release because I guess the effects were so bad in that initial week that Mm -hmm. they actually rolled out an update. Um, And then all of a sudden all this virus stuff happens and all these movies end up getting pushed back. Like, it's it's hard to keep up with all of these firsts and weird things that have happened in entertainment over the last little while. It's yeah. really shocking. And as we touched on when we talked about Star Wars, all the wacky, spoilery marketing that happened with that film. Like, it's so weird, man. And now we have this new concept, the home premieres, which is a whole new thing that, you know, I'm, I'm sure more mm-hmm. studios are going to hop on to try to make sense of all this madness as it moves into the yeah. summer. Well, the home premiere was kind of an idea that they've been playing around with for a while and so the virus has kind of forced their hand where they're just kind of in like a Hail Mary and trying to do whatever they can so yeah we'll see we'll see how it sticks I mean it's in it's interesting times and as Mm -hmm. fans and uh, moviegoers like we got to make sure that we do what we can to support the movies that we actually want to see yeah Um, so that like I don't know because they don't get lost in the noise yeah yeah exactly yeah. It's already so competitive. I mean, there's more movies and TV shows than ever before, right? So mm-hmm. it's tough to just toss your movie into a streaming service without actually having that cinematic event to really uh, yeah. bolster it. Yeah. But you know what? Like, you and I, we're moviegoers, and um, we've, we already know what's coming out and when it's going to be available, right? Yeah. Like, we pay attention to it. We're always, uh, like, and and so, like, I think many of our fans are probably the same way. And so, even though there is a little bit, I think that the studios are going to be a little bit surprised at how willing people are and how they already know about what movies are coming out. Yeah, I think so. 
I yeah. think so. I think it'll be a lot more successful than they think. And then they won't mm -hmm. have to do, they probably don't even have to do as much marketing. Like for instance, um, I did not see a single blip on any of my social media stuff about Bloodshot hitting digital this week. Not a blip, not at all. Um, but then when we finished watching Invisible Man last night, I saw it in the queue on uh, Google Play Movies and I was really shocked because I just was like, oh, I, I knew they were doing this, but there was no fanfare that this was happening. It just like mm -hmm. casually showed up there. Well, I think right now it's a little bit different too because they're they're in a mad scramble to kind of recoup whatever they can. Mm -hmm. um, I would imagine that as time goes on, they'll have a better they'll they'll be marketing the movies that come to uh, like home release a lot better. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Well, right on. I mean, so yeah, plenty of stuff to check out. Check out Bloodshot, support mm -hmm. Vin Diesel as he <laughs> tries to launch uh, anything at all. Um, yeah, check out Invisible Man. Check out The Gentleman. Check out Timmy Failure. Mistakes were made. Check out Cats. Mm -hmm. Please check out Cats. So please sign the petition for the release of the Butthole, the butthole Edition. Cut. Yeah. And, uh, we need the Butthole. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah, I just want to give a plug too. If you're into subversive weirdo comedy, Tim and Eric uh, released the first episode of their weirdo sitcom thing. Beef House is up on Adult yeah. Swim. So uh, if you're into their subversive, bizarre humor... Uh, yeah. check out that first episode it is yeah. it is something Be else and uh, yeah. yeah swing by our social media let, you, let us know what you think of what we're talking about what are your thoughts on home mm -hmm. premieres and what are your thoughts on Bloodshot and Invisible Man and uh, yeah I guess we'll catch you in the next episode where we're jamming on The Predator Aaron is that it? that's all? that that is it okay that's a wrap that's a wrap I'm heading back into my vault now gotta put on my yeah. pit boy and go roast some rad roaches over a fire and yeah nice that's all i got <laughs> <laughs> okay everyone have uh have a good day and stay safe out there yeah bye bye